Shit Dad Podcast. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we share real fatherhood stories, including the not-so-good moments. I'm Cam, husband and father to a three-year-old and an 18-month-old. How about this rain we've been having? (laughs) Fuck, that is the most dad comment ever. (laughs) I'm Nick, married father of three, and my house has a no-device policy. Me and my wife excluded, obviously. <laughs> I'm Dave, married teacher, father of one, one on the way. Um, and this dad is definitely keeping his daughter in daycare for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and a uh, special welcome to our guest today, Nick. We've got another Nick, another firefighter. <laughs> We're uh, embracing it now. It's kind of our Captive now. audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to our fiery community of dads. Uh, welcome, Nick. Yeah. How are you going, mate? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really good. And uh, I'll, I'll stick with the intro. I'm 30. 37, single dad, two daughters, 11 and 7, and I have an unhealthy fascination with sausage dogs. So I'm so oh. glad you said dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going not that to there's somewhere. Anything, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> now let's kick, let's kick it off with a few more dad jokes. Uh, I'll go first. What do you call a farting Aussie? Nick Bentley. <laughs> Ned Smelly. Yes. <laughs> What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? Uh, uh, a shoe. I was a report, Tom. I've been writing one recently and I've wondered if I needed to split the butt, uh, if butt cheeks was one word or if I had to spread them apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to go a bit dark. Yeah. My, yeah. my 11 year old actually came home with this from school the other day. I thought it was kind of dark, but anyway, um, what is a kidnapper's favourite shoe? <laughs> Sneaker? No. White Vans. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, 11-year-olds are a bit more sophisticated than in our day, I think. <laughs> They've got better jokes than us. <laughs> I'm getting none like that from work. That's I'm like, uh, I teach 11-year-olds. Yeah. On the schoolyard, that's all. What you go to? You've got to elementary. <laughs> Education Queensland. <laughs> Big up. Oh, now, Smashing Fibres help us stay suitably dressed for the shit dattery, so help them help us. Load up your shopping cart at smashingfibres.com.au and use the code SHIPSHITFREE at checkout for free shipping. Or, currently, the word 70, S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, this month for 70% off all items store-wide. 70 freaking percent. It's a lot. Wow. That is awesome. So, if all our... Um, Shit dads aren't throwing a hundred bucks worth of gear in that shopping cart and putting 70 in. I'll be very surprised. Mm. Actually, I won't be angry. I'll be disappointed. <laughs> like a true father. Smashing fibers. <laughs> right, let's kick into a bit of bloke stuff, guys. Um, having Nick here today, we're excited to talk about his awesome story. Um, and it's very unique compared to all the ones we've had on so far. Um, but it's still good to talk a bit of bloke stuff. Um, and I'll kick it off with... Something that I put on Instagram this week, um, which was extremely divided, and how young is too young to introduce smart devices? Mm. What do you reckon, boys? So let's let's clarify. When you say smart devices, you mean phones and iPads. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the options you gave people. Yeah. In the in the poll, what were the options? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. It was under five mm. or over five. So under five, basically, my thinking behind it was. The school our kids go to, they basically said, we do iPads now. Mm-hmm. You must go spend $600 on an yes. iPad for each of your children. Every kid. For prep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like, damn, son. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've said, apart from me and wife, we have a no mm. um, iPad or phone sort of policy at home mm. because mm. it's just introducing them far too young. Mm. And you look at, you look at the stuff. It's, how hard is it to find porn on the internet? Not hard. Yeah, not I'll, hard. I'll, I'll answer it. Not hard at all, right? So you pr- type anything. What's porn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy, what's that? Anyway, so um, it's basically, a, you know how we do start them young, hashtag start them young. Mm. That's one we don't want. Mm. Um, and for me, iPads and schools, it's basically promoting let's not learn to to write or spell because it does it for you. Mm. So that's just my that's my thinking behind it all, and all they want to do when they get home from school is play on the freaking iPad. Mm. Like, oh, 
don't know if I like this. Com- coming from that field <clears throat> as, as a teacher, having that iPad or having that device doesn't make them spell or learn how to write sentences. They just let it go with that red underline there. Oh, oh really? Underline. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like, that means it's wrong. It's there for a reason. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but it's you asked me to write two sentences. I wrote two sentences. Mm. Like, well, can I do this now? Mm. So I'm I'm a bit old school, yeah. and, they, and they hate it. Mm. It's like, all right, get your books out. Yeah, books. What? <laughs> We're going to learn what? cursive. <laughs> like, no, just write your name with a capital letter, please. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. So so basically, since this has been introduced, standards are dropping horrendously. Oh, handwriting, because oh, you can barely read it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But is there a correlation between? The devices and the standards dropping in terms of the actual, actual academic standards, you know, you, like in terms of the STEM, and uh, I mean, is there a correlation? I don't know. I don't know one um, personally, but you can see just from that, I yeah, sure. had no idea. Like, use a capital letter at the mm. start of at the start of a sentence. Mm. Like, that's pretty much just bread and butter. Well, mm. That was that was the basics. Mm. Look, I've got I've got grade five, so what are they 10, 11, mm. You know what I mean? And but it, and sound like when I taught secondary. Some of them didn't use capital letters either. Yeah. It's mm. just, I don't know, is it a lazy thing? Is it a, is it not? But flip it, ask them or pose them a question about, hey, mate, I want you to heat some water on the moon and you get no electricity. What are you going to do? Mm. They come up with these ideas that are out there. And some of the kids mm. that used to, like NASA steal some of these ideas now from these kids. Mm. They put it out there to kids. Yeah, wow. Hey, we're, we're, blo- we're, we're causing a blank. We're, you know, yeah. We've drawn a blank. Mm. What do you guys think? And an 11-year-old's imagination... Yeah doesn't match it to a 40 year old scientist and mm. they come out like that's good we're mm. gonna steal that mm. so look it's a flip patent now yeah. i'm rich yeah <laughs> absolutely so it's another thing yeah. as well dave um is being overconnected. because remember back in our day when you'd come home from school and sort of internet this is when when we were in high school internet was basically just kicking off we had msn yeah myspace all that sort of gear on your desktop computer yeah, yeah. and yeah exactly <laughs> 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 Like the dial-up tones and all that sort of gear, but um, I just remember being overconnected then. Now there's like a million platforms, yeah. and kids can go home straight after school and talk to their mates. And you're like, dude, you saw that kid ages not ages. You saw that kid like five minutes ago. Mm. What is the fascination with coming home and talking on a computer? Mm. I just don't want them overconnected at five years old. Mm. That's my argument behind. What it was the uh, results of the poll? Surprisingly close. So it was about sixty percent. Yes, under five. Under five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonder though if they shocked me completely. They took it as they get that device. It's their device, mm. or if it's like a hey, we're at the shops. Oh, I just need twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Here's the wiggles. Yeah. On mm. my phone. I'm you know, completely cool with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a massive well, shut up mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've spoken about that. It's like my go-to distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Chuck Absolutely. that on. But what age do they start getting? Uh, what's do they get uh, exposed to online bullying? That's the biggest issue with the whole thing. Mm. You know how, like, they're being assholes at five years old in the school ground. Mm. Wait until they can start writing sentences yeah. and coming home and doing that shit online. Mm. And making social accounts that are hidden or you can't yeah. see. <laughs> you can talk to anyone. You could probably argue that every generation has had its uh, equivalent, you know, in terms of, um, you know, I mean, I can't definitively say, but you would argue that this generation would argue that rock music or something is, you know, is the scourge of the youth, and then you know that might have been in the fifties. So what I'm saying is, is that every every parental generation probably looks yeah. back and says, yeah. "Are we doing the right thing by introducing our kids to X?" Yeah, you know, or is it too young to introduce them to Y? So yeah. you know, maybe that's yeah. ah, Ferris, it's a good argument. Um, I did also see something this week that I thought was pretty bloke stuff because parents are starting to um, expose their kids to this sort of stuff at a younger age. Gender realignment, there's been a petition to um, have gender realignment covered by Medicare. Thoughts? At what age? This is the mm, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know. Like we, we, we're hearing things from cousins, like my, my uh, wife's cousins who are kind of 15, 16. Oh, wow. At school, they've got all sorts of different um, people who are coming out saying they're transitioning and all sorts of things mm-hmm. it is a lot so a lot more socially um acceptable and um not it's not frowned upon anymore it's yeah not that it's a bad thing at all but it's just i think it's very social acceptable now so now there's going to be um younger kids going through that stage of life where they're a lot more prone to the fads and the fad you know like and yeah you want the kids who need do, it to get the support yeah the ones who don't necessarily need it yeah. to not go through that phase yeah Hunt it. 
Um, I stumbled across a website called Lawn Pride Australia. <laughs> this is some folk stuff. Um, so I was chatting with some guys and they mentioned PGRs. And we, this was like pretty like pretty heavy kind of lawn chat. And I was like, oh, what's a PGR? Uh, plant growth regulator. And this is really interesting where, uh, especially in summer, where your lawn it's, is just going through the roof, you can stop like your lawn. <laughs> you can stop your lawn growing as fast, basically. No so Because I, I can mow my lawn every other day in summer. Uh, yeah. But at the moment, um, put a bit of this PGR on PGR. and you can slow it right down. And, and apparently there's also lots of other benefits. Your grass grows. Wow more thick and luscious and, and things like that so um have, have you guys ever slowed your lawn down from growing <laughs> no but i fucking need to oh, wish, <laughs> wish would at the moment. i'm sick of mowing the bastards <laughs> mate i've lived in a unit since about 2003 so no lawns for me yeah right. <laughs> oh, sometimes i think about just just full concrete just nah, or drop, or just, just drop in cash and go pull and tie a little bit of grass for the dogs, and that's it, you know. But well, I do have mates uh, who are fireys as well. Um, so if anyone's on Instagram, and if you're not, come on, please um, jump on Yard Blokes, one word at Yard Blokes, and you'll see some seriously good lawn porn. Wow. That sounds great. It's, it's isn't it? A side it's, hustle. A thing. Yeah, it's an actual thing now. And wow. you know how we talk about sitting back with a beer and admiring your lawn after you mow it? Yeah. They take it to a next level, you know? Oh. Like they want to take pictures and frame it and gear. I can get around that. That's yeah. <laughs> no filters though. It's got to be the real. Yeah, got to be real. Be legit. Uh, here's, oh, here's me. I just, yes, yeah, so I mow it and, and do that. But I pay a guy to come out and spray it and, yeah, you know, yeah. water, you know, hold the water, make it green and stuff. It's been the best thing ever. It's like 120 bucks for what he comes every two months. That's two cartons. Yeah, but it's like every two months. Peace of mind. 120 bucks mate, for peace I, of mind. But I look at the front yard now too. Like my front yard, Posey drives all that shit over everywhere. And the cooch is actually starting to come back. I'm like, I'm actually proud of this front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going, oh, fuck, I need to mow because this is looking horrible. Look at those weeds. It's now like, yeah, check out that grass. Nice. 120 well spent. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Well, boys, I'm going to chuck into mine. I'm going the holiday theme. Um, and I'm asking all you out there, like, what is your go-to dad or bloke relaxation? Um, as I said, I've got some. <laughs> Can't do that. No, no, no. Can't talk about that on the podcast. Um, now, we just, as I said, I've got a few weeks coming up. I try to make every so often, every couple of days, a moment to myself just, just to recoup. And as I said, keeping the young one in, in daycare. Well, what's your go-to? I mean... I'm trying to trying to extend myself a little bit. Besides, you know, just sitting on the PlayStation or you know, yeah. have, going to fish. What do you always reckon? I got a hobby. Yeah. Now it's this thing where I pick up something for free and try and fix it because mm. I'm I've always been shit at fixing things and not very handy. And now I'm just like I just picked up a trailer a couple of weeks ago for free. I was like, hell yeah, it still works. I got to register in that, but like I've, I'm going to learn how to cut and weld and just little little bits at a time. So that's me. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty blokey, I guess. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyone else? I would say, de- <laughs> I would say, depending on how healthy you want to be, you could go down like my hobby, the homebrew route. Yeah, yeah, And it's really not that expensive. But the latest batches I've done is kind of ballsed up. So there's the Christmas brew gone. Um, <laughs> uh, that's all right. Um, but all the alternative, like you were saying around uh, lawn maintenance, you yeah. could. If you've got a little spot, you could plan some kind of landscaping project, you know, um, do a little bit of exterior design, go to Bunnings, make spend a lot of time pretty. at Bunnings, mm. um, make a little project for yourself. Yeah, boys, I'm talking about relaxation here. <laughs> All right. Not causing me more work. What is more relaxing than looking at a good lawn, though? And Mrs. Like. Rice, enough lists, right? I'm talking about me. Me time, boys. PlayStation. Stick <laughs> <laughs> to the PlayStation. Oh. Mate, um... I actually, I actually love a good audio book. Oh, good, yeah? A good audio book for me is um, absolute heaven. Um, I'm really into biographies, and I'm specifically into biographies from um, drug-addled 80s musicians. <laughs> so, oh, Like the Anthony Kiedis one? Then? Yeah, so <laughs> Scar, Scar Tissue, Tissue is an excellent book. Um, I recently just finished um, Duff McKagan, who's the bass player for Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. Um, and Keith Richards' autobiography on audiobook as well. Um, I just, it's, for me, it's just you stick on an audiobook, you lie down in your bed in the dark, you listen to it, and it's just 
beautiful, especially if the person narrating it has a lovely timbre to their voice. You like know. Nick, <laughs> like Nick Garn. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my that's my relaxation. Yeah. Do you yeah. not awesome. fall asleep? Because um, I've tried it and I've, I'm out like straight away. Yeah, and no, actually, um, I might cover this a bit later in the podcast, but I actually need it to fall asleep. Yeah, um, right. yeah so that's that's actually part of my fatherhood journey was audiobooks. So funnily enough, I'll. Come on a bit later, but yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So one for relaxation, two for adding to job list. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, Taking a relaxation. <laughs> Don't forget to spend money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good segue then, Nick. Um, so we've wanted to obviously hear about your story. So thanks again for coming on. Yeah, no problems. So first and foremost, wanted to hear a bit about yourself and, and your two girls. Yep. Um, so I'm 37 and um, as Nick mentioned, I am a firefighter in Queensland. Um, aside from being a firefighter, I also uh, work as a mental health social worker. I've been involved in, in that for a number of years. Um, I'm a provisionally registered psychologist as well. So I work a lot in the mental health space when I'm not fighting fires and various other things. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'm a father of two girls. My, my eldest is 11, my youngest is seven. Um, they don't live with me, they live with their mum. Um, I need to preface all of these statements by saying mum and I have a wonderful relationship now. Um, we used not to, but um, we have certainly now we, we get along really well and I would I would consider her probably my best friend now. Nice. Um, but it's, it's yeah. taken a, a hell of a long time to get there. So um, I'm happy- for the girls. Pardon me? That's important for the girls. Absolutely, and um, everything that we do, we do for our kids, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we put aside whatever issues we had and um, we just, everything we do, we focus on our girls and, and for them to be happy. So, And they have a tremendous amount of wonderful people in their life, so we're really blessed in that regard. But um, all of these things take work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, none of this happened overnight. So um, I'm happy to launch into the story if you'd like. It's a, yeah, it, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a complex one, but um, I'm going to give you the, the bit of the abridged version. Um, <clears throat> so if you had asked me at sort of 23... 22, 23, if I was ever wanting to have children, the, the answer would have been a hard no. Um, I, I never foresaw myself having children. It was never something that I was overly interested in. And uh, uh, one eventful night at the, at the pub, um, I met a girl and uh, we had this really funny kind of, we had no courtship period. So did you guys, when you met your, your wives, you were married, right? Yeah. When you guys met your wives, did you guys like have a period of dating? Like, yeah. See, we didn't. We were like, hi, I'm Nick. And she's like, hi, I'm ex and and we were just together wow. like like that Instant. we were just boyfriend and girlfriend from yeah, that right. second yeah it was really funny was kind that, of, like that connection was so it was strong. just straight up just yeah. like i yeah it was just crazy and um anyway long story short um she was very adamant about having children and i was very adamant about not having children and uh you know things happened and uh i i eventually got into the fire service and i was actually transferring out of brisbane i was transferring up to sunny mount isa yes. <laughs> for the first couple of years of my <laughs> fire brigade career and uh about four days before i was actually tr moving to mount isa um, i got a text message from her saying i'm pregnant and i just went holy shit like i'm in a lot of trouble yeah. here um and of course me being me i started to panic what am I going to do? And uh, she was absolutely adamant that she's going to have this baby. So long story short, four days later, I jumped on a plane and moved to Mount Isa and she stayed in Brisbane. And um, uh, I nearly missed the birth. I was actually on shift at the fire station in Mount Isa when she went into labour and um, got the last plane out of Mount Isa to get down here and wow. various things happened. And um, I got there just in time for the, well, I got there for the birth. It was a, it was a bit of a delayed experience but apparently i fell asleep through most of it I, I don't re she's a bit salty about that but i don't remember that to be honest with you but um shit that moment of the week's later <laughs> but um yeah big up to the martyr the martyr mother's hospital but um yeah look anyway our, our wonderful our wonderful daughter was born and um, um a couple of days later i jumped on a plane went back to mount isa so i missed i missed a lot of my daughter's life to start with um the first probably two years of her life I missed uh, by virtue of her and the mum living in Brisbane, mm -hmm. me living in Mount Isa. And, uh, you know, you guys probably put yourselves in this position, missing the first two years of your child's life. Like for me, I went through some tremendously dark times. Mm. Um, I was in a town where I wasn't particularly happy. Um, I was doing a job that I loved, but the nature of firefighting is you get a lot of time off and there's really nothing to do in Mount Isa. So, um, I was just a mess. I was an absolute mess. Um, and this is where my um, audiobook thing comes in. I was so lonely that in Mount Isa, there's um, uh, 
this was before smartphones really existed, but um, in Mount Isa, there's only four radio stations you can get. And uh, one of them is country music, which I'm just not into. And one's the ABC, which I just wasn't into at the time. And the other one, there's a couple of other stations. But suffice to say that the BBC World Service is um, is uh, a radio station that you can get up there. And um, I turned the radio on in August 2009 on the BBC World Service, and I didn't turn it off again until October 2011 because I was so lonely. I just needed a voice talking to me. Yeah. So 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, I had this beautiful British, you're listening to the BBC World Service, you know, because <laughs> I just needed I needed someone talking to me. So I became so accustomed to falling asleep with someone talking to me that actually now I can't sleep unless I have an audio book or a podcast right. on. Wow. Big up shit dad podcast, putting yes, me to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, long story short. In this um, case, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> long story short, I, I did to my time, man, I was transferred back to Brisbane. When I transferred back to Brisbane, um, doing the long distance thing for a couple of years is very hard. Um, and we we separated by virtue of the fact we just weren't in love anymore. Um, we just grown apart as people. We had this wonderful daughter, but just as two people in love, we just weren't together anymore. Um, and and we struggled a lot with that. There, you know, there was some accusations of infidelity, which never happened at my end. Um, a hand on my heart, that just never happened. But um, I, I really struggled with the separation uh, to start with. And um, anyway. She, she ended up with a, another guy and I didn't kind of know this until their relationship was very well developed. They were living together and my daughter was living with them and I was, I was really quite upset because, um, as you can imagine, um, your child living with a man who you don't know who this person is from a bar of soap. Um, I really was very upset. Um, and <clears throat> one day I went over to, to, to pick up my daughter and uh, I noticed that my ex uh, was bit uh, bit bigger in the stomach than she had been previously and I said to her um you're pregnant she said yeah and I went oh shit how pregnant are you and uh I think she was like six months or something and uh I just I just for you know I just hadn't noticed or she just didn't show or something and suddenly she's carrying this person's child and uh I'm just thinking oh Christ so my baby's gonna have a little sister or brother and how do I how am I gonna fit in this dynamic and, and things like that um anyway she ended up having the baby with this guy and, and I'm not 100% sure of what the story is but effectively from what I understand this guy was a bit of a, a bit of a dick um, there was some domestic violence happening and, um, and things like that and uh, he just disappeared off the scene and I ended up in a situation where I had my biological daughter who now has a little sister and the little sister was a different um from a different race, I suppose, and not that race matters to me at all, but it's just when you have one child who's white and one sort of child who's black, um, there was a lot of pressure put on me to sort of play dad and to this baby. And I was very adamant for the first 12 months of her life, this is not my problem. This has got nothing to do with me. You know, you guys sort it out yourself. And uh, after 12 months, um, you know, she sort of grew into a beautiful little little baby and toddler and um started to refer to me as dad and um you know uh, i just i just fell for this kid yeah, like i yeah. just you know i would spend a lot of time with my you know my eldest daughter and 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 now her little sister and i just you know um yeah i just really just fell for this kid and and so seven years later you know i i don't have any differentiation between my girls i don't see them any differently um it's really interesting when you go out in public because my my youngest daughter is very dark skinned and my eldest daughter is very light skinned and i've had incredibly rude people come up to me and be like well how does this work wow and um, my answer is like (laughs) fuck you that's how this works honestly i've had people um just be incredibly rude to us about the situation with my girls and i think the situation is um you know mum and i still aren't together um so I'm, i'm effectively parenting a child and I'm still not with the mother. And it's just, there's a lot of kind of inherent complexities with this. But having said that, um, as, I, as I prefaced at the start, mum is a wonderful mother. She's a great person. My girls have fantastic support around them. And I think in the future going forward, there's going to be some interesting conversations around culture and identity and, and how, you know, why one person's skin is darker and one person's skin is lighter and how do we fit into things. And, and as I was saying to Nick at the start, I've really tried to kind of uh, indenture myself into the Samoan community a little bit because my, my youngest daughter is Samoan. So, nice. um, yeah, so I became an honorary member of the Mormon church to uh, to facilitate a little bit of connection yeah. to the side. There's a strong, strong Mormon presence in Samoa. So, um, yeah, but anyway, look. What's your parenting style, Nick? How do you approach father? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, 
my parenting style is extremely laissez-faire insofar as um, I always say, you know, the child falls off the bike. My immediate attitude is get up, you'll be fine. And I don't mean that in a, in a uh, rude way. I mean, you know, jump up, you'll be fine. Yep, brush it off, you know, all good. You know, nothing's, no bones are sticking out, you'll be fine. Um, Resilience. Yeah, resili- and that's exactly right. And that's, and that's the fundamental word that I like to parent by is I want to have robust young women. I want to have women who can, young women who can deal with adversity yeah. and just realize that it, life has hard knocks in it. And you, sometimes you just got to brush yourself off and get on with it. That's awesome. You know? And that's what I want. Um, and that's, that's sometimes at odds with other people in our family who, who don't want that or don't see that kind no. of parenting style, but that's just my parenting yeah. style. Yeah. So what's the what's the dynamic how often do you see the girls every day yeah Yeah. so as i said my my ex and i we have a wonderful friendship now um the inherent question that i get asked all the time is what's your custody arrangement sort of we don't have any we just um, my girls live with their mum i have a key to their house Um, i see my girls every day Um, in the rare occurrence i don't see them we facetime or speak on the phone Um, i go to all of the school events um I, if i'm not on shift or, or whatever i take them to the swimming and the and the uh, gymnastics and that kind of thing so mum and i get along incredibly well and and i essentially have full access to my kids it's a uh, dream set up for a it, lot of single dads you know what mate it yeah. really and, and as i said at the start i'm really blessed to be in the situation mm-hmm. that i'm in but it took work you yeah. know this didn't happen overnight mum and i had a lot of disagreements at the start we went through some very dark times when we first separated but it's just, you know, we're both in our late 30s now. We both come to rule. She's in her mid-30s. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mum. But, um, and she's definitely listening. To the yeah, yeah, she's definitely listening. Yeah, millions but, of fans uh, love her. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, yeah, we get along really, really well. So very blessed to have yeah, that, that awesome. relationship, yeah. And um, being someone who previously didn't want kids, now yep. to have the two, like, you know, what's that mindset, mind shift change like? Yeah. Um, Would you tough- go again? Mate, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I went and saw my doctor, and I am done. <laughs> but um, no, look, yeah, I, I love having two girls. Um, I couldn't imagine it any other way. And um, of course, I think most blokes would say they would love to have a boy. And I'm very into sport and things. And I, my girls are not into footy or, or boxing or martial arts or anything. They're very into girly sports. But I love doing the swimming and the gymnastics and the dancing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I really do. So um, I, but no, Nick, I'm done brother <laughs> <laughs> right there with you brother. <laughs> um so yep that's a good little tangent to go on then so tell us about looking after yourself so you mentioned that you <clears throat> are obviously educated in mental mental health yep. and, and mental health practitioner did you say uh, mental health well so i'm a, um, formally qualified as a mental health social worker yep. um and I'm, I, I'm currently doing my registration full registration for psychologist yeah so yeah. i've just finished my fourth year of psychology which allows me to be what's called a provisional psychologist. It's kind of like a psychologist with L plates on basically uh, for the next couple of years. And then I become fully registered. So um, look boys, looking after yourself is, is um, you know, there's obviously one, not one standard answer. At the end of the day, you just need to find something that works for you. And what works for me is I've been really blessed to be involved with sport my whole life. Um, Starting at a really young age, I I started in um, cricket and water polo and swimming and rugby and all kinds of things. And and to this day, you know, I still do a tremendous amount of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and boxing and hit, you know, uh, high intensity interval training and things like that. And for me, that's, that is my um, time to look after myself. So I come away from these things a much calmer more resilient better person and uh therefore translating into a much calmer more resilient better dad Mm. really i think honestly and a good role model for looking after yourself yeah yeah look i think i think these days uh, harkening back to what we're talking about with the devices it's so easy for young kids to just sit on the couch and and stare at their ipad like i want to model you know that exercise is not hard it takes an hour out of your time really realistically an hour out of your day do a training session you feel great for the rest of the day and uh, you can just get on with whatever you want to do after that. So I'm trying to role model that for my girls. And, um, I'm sure you guys are the same, but when you kick it off at five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning with a session, you just come home a different person. Hey, absolutely. you approach the day completely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Win the day, uh, Jocko Willink. You know, win oh, Jocko, the, copyright Jocko. <laughs> win the day. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out, Jocko. Jocko, Jocko. He's obviously listening. Um, so Nick, tell us about. Uh, obviously, you you know from a from a sport point of view, you're pretty mm-hmm. active exercise. What are, what other things do you do to balance and and you know make sure that you're spending time on yourself with your family as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think. Look, guys, I lead a fairly monastic kind of life, like in the sense that um, if I'm not at work, 
or I'm not with my kids or I'm not training. I'm really just asleep. Um, but that's a life that works for me. Um, I don't. I don't. I try to make my life as simple as possible. Like a it's, greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, my life is so simple that uh, people come over to my unit and they go, "Dude, have you been robbed?" I, I just. I don't own anything. Like yeah. I, I, I keep myself completely uncluttered in life. My entire life is kids, work, training, sleep, uh, study. That's it, and I love it. And I wouldn't have my life any other way. So, I'm sorry I couldn't provide you with a better. But it's no, just it's, it's it's what I've found after 30, yeah. 38 years. Like for me, that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. And uh, I can't see my life any differently to what it is. So, Could you see that changing if you lived with the kids? Because you got yeah, kids, I mean, toys, like the rest of us. Shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, certainly the, the monastic life would probably go out the window. But um, yeah, it would definitely change if, if my daughters lived with me um, or we live we all live together as a family. But um Look, as I said, the balance is just so perfect at the moment. Um, and I think that their mum would agree with that. So, yeah, yeah I, I just can't see it any other way. And look, if, if things change in the future, which they do, then you just you know, adapt and overcome. Mm. You Anything know? you're scared about for as they enter those teenage female years? You know what? <laughs> you know what's funny about that is... Uh, the number of people who say to me, oh, you got to get a shotgun or some bullshit like that. Look, guys, dating is part of teenage life. And with girls, you guys have got. I know Nick's got a. You got a girl, don't you? Yeah, we've all got girls. Yeah, you all got girls. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I'd yeah. Say. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing: like, you have to get your heart broken. You have to go on bad dates. You have to meet men who are dickheads to realise that there are great men out there. I'm talking from a female perspective and a male perspective. You know, big up to the LGBT community. Yeah, um, but you know, I want my girls to to meet boys and realise that um, there are some great blokes and there are some shit blokes, and just try to be try to be sussed out before you go out with them but at the end of the day we got to make mistakes don't we mm. you know i've had some shit ass relationships i'm sure everyone here has and 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 you figure out what you want and what you don't want so i'm not afraid i'm not afraid yeah. of that at all um it, it helps that dad i.e me is a behemoth so yeah yeah so I kind of got that on myself. <laughs> you know, you make yourself look a little bit bigger when you first meet him. Yeah. And walk through the door sideways. Yeah. yeah. I'll scare the shit out of him. So, yeah. <laughs> That was a very good chat with Nick. What a story. That's probably one of the more unique ones that we've had so yeah. far. But, yeah, really cool to hear about um, how calm you are. That's it. I could just probably sit here one of the all night and just listen. You have I, one, I, of, the, I, I, one I, of those I was, voices, yeah. I was listening and I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, your story. But all, and I'm like, shit, I'm taken back. Yeah. Like literally from that story that you're, well, this, that you're sharing. Yeah, the calmness is actually post jiu I've just come from jiu-jitsu. So this is this is what I'm saying. It makes I'm me a better person. about four men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you three blokes would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> There's my right chair moving right back right now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now I think that's a, the perfect time to move into the Shit Dad Sports Wrap. How about this Tim Payne, Pat Cummins saga? It's hectic. Did you guys see the news this week? Um, Pat Cummins is the new Ashes captain. Yeah. Ashes? <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, pretty pretty crazy, as mentioned previously. First bowler in a very long time. And because Cam's so, he's so involved in sports and he knows that much about sport, I was taken aback when he messaged me this earlier in the week before I saw it on the news. I was just so excited that Cam was excited <laughs> about it. Cam's but alerts are going crazy. Yeah, what's, everyone's, alerts. what's everyone's thoughts on um, Steve Smith for <coughs> co-captain? Is that a given? Is that what's actually happened? Is it yeah, being given? Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware. Steve oh, Smith's co-captain, yeah. I was all for uh, him not losing uh, the captain captain in the first co- place. Vice-captain <laughs> or co-captain. Vice-captain, yeah. Now, I read something today uh, on the Paddy Cummins thing. He's actually come out to Sporting News Australia and said, I think a lot of the pressure and the responsibility of being perfect is unreasonable, which is what we were saying last mm. week. Ridiculous, the amount of pressure these boys are put under. Um, I think it's too much to ask of anyone um, to not send a dick pic. Oh, no, no. I think, <laughs> I think it's too much 
ask of anyone uh, and you've got to have permission to grow. I think at times that sends a bad message that everyone's perfect and no one's got any flaws. I'm certainly going to be standing up for the players if they make some minor mistakes. I think we've got to be a bit kinder and a bit more understanding of times. So what I got out of that is he's got some skeletons. Mm. But he's just uh, put it out there early. Mm, mm. So he's deleted. Yeah. He's deleted all his socials. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's he seems like a pretty grounded dude, and it's good to have um, another captain that's going to stick their neck out for the boys. So yeah. I think any good captain would do that, or mm. you can adapt that to sport or work. Mm. <laughs> now they can actually just focus on what's ahead of them. Yeah, but I think England has some problems as well, from what I understand. There's some issues in the dressing room with England with um, some claims of racism mm. against oh, players shit. at, at uh, yeah. county cricket. Did see County that. level, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm aware. So I don't think I'm speaking out of turn no, by saying that. That's right. Um, yeah. uh, so Pakistani Pakistani players, players yeah. Uh, who, there were some questionable comments made by some um, some English players yeah. regarding their culture. Um, so, yeah. You the could probably Google it, but the yeah, the nickname they gave yeah. them, and this one particular player is named his dog. That. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It's what I. Yeah. It was. I saw it too, and I was like, "Geez, that's." Because imagine calling your dog out in public. That's just. Yeah. Asking for trouble. But it's not. When I say it's not out there, obviously it has that that terminology and that meaning behind sure. it. I don't think it's a far fetched name like they're calling out. I think it's just a name that they use to refer to a player. Whether I don't know if it's of colour yeah. or Pakistani or something like yeah. that. But and he's gone out and he's named his dog that. Yeah. Oh, it's bang out of order, and I think it's there's no room for it anywhere in no. sport no. in general, Absolutely. let alone cricket. Not at all. Mm, but yeah, Cummins, Patty, yep. get it. How Focus good? on winning. How good. Now Nick bought something special for us as well that he wants to talk about in the shit dad sports rap. Re boxing. <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, George Cambosis. Obviously, um, you know, yesterday Australian time, or, you know, Sunday Australian time, Saturday uh, New York time. Obviously, defeated Tiafimo Lopez, who was the Tiafimo Lopez. For those of you who don't know, is a, a young fighter who d- defeated. Um, Vasily Lomachenko, who's considered to be, you know, kind of one of the you know, the crown princes of boxing in the modern era, uh, and Tiafimo was, by all accounts, going to walk straight through George Cambosis, who's a young Aussie fighter from uh, Sydney, and uh, you know, George, uh, it was an incredible fight, twelve rounds. Um, George just went to uh, war and um, got came through with the split decision win, which is tremendous for Australian boxing. Um, we were talking about Tim Zhu beforehand. Um, Tim Zhu is, is a fantastic boxer, but he's yet to prove himself on the international stage. Mm. He, he just fought a Japanese fighter the other day, um, Anui, I think his last mm. name is. But, um, Went the distance. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he knocked him out in the 11th. I did he? Okay. I'm pretty sure he knocked yeah. him out in the 11th. But suffice to say that yeah. George Kimbozas really did uh, fantastic for Australian boxing. That's and, awesome. um, did I read correctly that um, the other guy, the Lopez, came out and said, um, I've the decision was wrong basically yeah so look Tiafimo is a, he's a young fighter he's 24 um, very brash comes from I think he's from the Bronx or Brooklyn sort of grown up in that very um, you know blue collar kind of environment which I think George has as well but yeah. suffice to say that that's part of boxing yeah. is becoming the heel um, and because it sells fights and a yeah. perfect example of that is Conor McGregor whenever he loses which is all but um connor knows how to turn on and become the heel because that sells fights so i think that's what tfmo was doing was becoming the heel so when they eventually have a rematch which is going to happen um people want to see some bad blood so yeah but big up to george cambosis um he's a name that's been on the aussie boxing radar for a long time i think he's 21 and 21 and oh he's a young fella um and uh, doesn't mind a tattoo a few (laughs) tattoos but um yeah look just a, a fantastic aggressive fighter so fantastic to see for Australian boxing how good yeah, yeah that's awesome especially for someone like Sue coming up as well trying absolutely. to make his venture overseas absolutely yeah. now, more, now more promoters will probably look at picking up a young Aussie boxer yeah for something big Ab- time, absolutely know? and uh, you know post post Costa Zoo era we we really haven't had anyone um, you know the, the, the Jeff Horn fight against Pacquiao in 2014 I think off the top of my head um, I was there fantastic fantastic day just a perfect Queensland day um, 53,000 people at Suncorp going mm. bananas um, and that was fantastic for Aussie boxing but it wasn't even a blip on the radar in terms of international boxing scene yeah. so you know I never thought that um, that uh, Jeff Horn lost mm. a lot of the boxing pundits um, but uh, yeah so look it's fantastic you've got a guy like George um, 
Cambosis. Yeah, sorry. This one pale ale's gotten to me. <laughs> uh, George Cambosis, yeah, he looks stepping up and, and, and winning four belts in a, in a, in a four belts in one, one uh, fight. So. Yeah, yeah not going to lie, yeah. I thought you said George Calambaris before. <laughs> he needs a good boxer. <laughs> he's a, he doesn't pay his staff, he's a muppet. He's got nothing left now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Now, uh, everybody, it's that time of the week. Shit dad moment of the week. Oh. So, thanks to our mates at Better Accounting, um, this little segment. So, who has the best shit dad of the moment? Nick? <laughs> shit dad of the moment? <laughs> Sorry, shit dad of the week. <laughs> this pal is getting to me too. <laughs> what did you put in this, Nick? Oh, mate. Um... I've got two this week if if I could go ahead. Okay. Um, <coughs> so the other day we had um, a couple of one's friends over after school and it, like you know how kids are just assholes to, like from in the schoolyard and they carry on a bit. One was being a bit of a dick at the table. Um, they were having a bit of afternoon tea. They were all over the joint and he said um, that one of the little girls has got glasses and he goes, oh, if you have glass, if whoever has glasses can't come to my birthday party, and I was just like, "Whoa, hey, that's <laughs> not how we roll up in here." If you have red hair in this house, you don't get a birthday party. And he goes, "Well, that means you won't get one either, Daddy." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> shit!" Like I was so like proud of his quick wit, <laughs> but I was just filthy at the. Sick burn that he just gave me. <laughs> it was that. It was either that or um, you can't. Oh no! If if you have red hair, you can't come. Uh, you can't go to a birthday party. And he goes, "Well, you can't come either," or something. And I was like, "Oh, you asshole!" <laughs> but as someone with red hair and glasses, you would have been doubly offended. I would have been. Yeah, I'm not allowed to go anywhere. I'm not even allowed to leave the house. <laughs> um, and three. So we put our Christmas tree up this week, and um, and three has just done nothing but fart around with it I'm um, mm. taking decorations off and it shits me to tears because I'm just like I've spent so much time on that anyway they, they helped decorate it it was good all fun and games and then um, three was up on the side of the couch like reaching out for a, uh, a decoration and then she's we were playing a bit of tackle so she was like reaching out and then she'd come, turn around and jump on me on the other couch and then I've just oh, I can't remember what I was doing anyway uh, oh I had two on me and um, three's gone to jump on me and I've put my foot up and she's just gone butts. It was like in the chest. And so she's like thrown herself at me. My foot was up. She goes boom right in the middle of the chest. And then she's like turned around, wobbled a bit, taken about 15 minutes to go down. <laughs> and she's fallen straight off the couch, head first, oh. uh, into the Christmas tree first, and then head first on the floor. Gets up, massive like knock on the head, ends up with like this big old graze on, the, on, my, on her forehead. So she's going to... Um, Daycare this week with a, a massive disclaimer that Daddy doesn't beat her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Oh yeah, I'll keep it on that uh, of the beating of your children. <laughs> and um, I tried to beat Isla down the slide the other, the other day at the park, and of course I wanted to win, so I threw my arm out to try to slow her down. But she went straight into my arms, smacked her in the nose, and then she hit her head on the slide on the oh, way down oh too. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say nah. something like your big ass got stuck <laughs> in the <laughs> There's some slides I can't go down. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, just to, to make it worse, the missus was standing down the bottom of the slide and watched the whole thing happen. Oh, so Is I'm, this a bit like the other week when she ran into your fist? Yeah, she ran into my fist <laughs> and then told mummy, no, it was his knuckle. <laughs> but the important question, did you win? Of course I won. I knocked her out. <laughs> Hell, Yeah. <laughs> Teach that kid some resilience. <laughs> you don't win unless you win. All right. <laughs> you're not first, you're last. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> All right, Nick, um, I'm, I'm told oh, you've look, got a pretty good one. Mate, mine is a pearl. Look, mine's actually not from this week, but this is uh, this is a pretty epic one. Um, so, it, like I suggested before, you know, I spent a lot of my time doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is, for those of you who don't know, is a sport where you, um, you know, choke other choke other people and um, bend arms and, and legs and knees and things. And this is a sport that I've been doing with my kids, rolling around on the on the floor with them since they were little babies. So, my 11 year old and my seven year old are both pretty pretty well versed in how to put people to sleep. Um, <laughs> suffice to say that my my seven-year-old actually put her principal in a head and arm triangle. No. Put her 60, well, I'm going to say she's 
she's probably 64, 65, in what's called a head and arm triangle, which is a choke uh, where you basically... Put him to sleep. Yeah, put him to sleep. <laughs> and uh, my seven-year-old, you know, Samoan Jean, she's just a weapon. Um, she put her principal in a head and arm. Trying, and, um, she now goes to another school. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, low-key, I was very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, her principal's a very slight, small lady, so my, my, my seven-year-old's pretty pretty well-built, um, and she just towed her up, and she did it. <laughs> There's a bit more to the story than that, but suffice to say that we got a call saying that my seven-year-old had uh, put her principal in a chokehold. Holy was and it like, in jest or was it like, mate? It was. They were mucking around, and uh, the oh, principal actually, the principal actually touched her without her consent. And uh-huh. my youngest just, um, out of instinct, just whipped on this choke because um, that's what I've taught her to do. How good! And uh, low key, very impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're so. available Wednesday if you want to come around and teach my kids a few. Things. <laughs> so yeah. That's great. That's yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have a shit dad moment. I've got more of a. Um, uh, a good dad moment where I was one of those epic classic catches, but with your kid. Nice. So we're playing like rolling around the bed, being idiots. <clears throat> My youngest, the son, uh, basically uh, he keeps doing this thing where he'll stand up on the bed and just say "daddy" and then basically just launch at me. But this time he decided to fall backwards, which was about to be off the bed. And so I was lying down. I've acted like a ninja, jumped up, grabbed him, grabbed his hand, and basically caught him. And his head was about. A centimetre from the ground Wow was the best oh, You didn't know what happened I was like Yes <laughs> <laughs> Drop him you that I was going to say, <laughs> gonna say yeah. well, dad, dad reflexes yeah, I like it yeah. Very good That is so, awesome you, you, like You've got him when reflexes. you need it Yeah you got him That's it Yeah Well it doesn't work oh. When you're uh, when your little girl Is falling off the couch And you're just like uh, She's not going to go <laughs> It's taken 15 minutes To go down Anyway well, After a kick in the chest Yeah <laughs> <laughs> She's done well to stay standing. I've got to teach her. Uh, now it's time for It's a Knockout. Oh, boys, yeah. It's a Knockout, hey? You guys ready? I think so. What do you got for us, Dave? In, uh, I guess, what do I say? In in regards of the bloke, bloke talk, I'm going to keep it blokish, James Bond movies. So there you go. There's a limit on them, which is good. Should we do it three-way? I actually oh, don't I know don't. what this uh, segment is all about, so oh, I don't, I don't I'm go just going to follow way. along. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick and I are basically going to take one at a time, yep. try and just name a okay, movie. Gotcha. Back yeah. and forward until oh. someone can't name one, which is going to be me after like one right. round. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I'll be really? able to answer that. Okay. You got a few? You'd have a few winner? Yeah. All right, shit. Well, just a thought, at least this, this has a limit. Two Another losses one. in a row here. All right, ready? <laughs> Casino Royale. Um, no Time to Die. Skyfall. Goldeneye. Spectre. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Doctor No. Um, I want to say Goldeneye. Gold Member. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, okay. I'll take that after the repeat. <laughs> <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Ah, oh, balls. Well done. Um, once said Spectre. Um, I got nothing. Hey, oh, that's a good one. I actually got more than I thought I had. (laughs) I said I started it a couple of holidays ago. Bought the box set. I got to uh, Timothy Dalton's once, and then stopped. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, dodgy. he just ruined it for me <laughs> He just ruined it who's, just uh, ruined it who's the best Bond though I think there's a bit oh. of debate on I mean I've got uh, I'm not a Bond aficionado But uh, Sean Connery How do you go past I mean how do you go yeah, past Sean exactly. Connery I never watched the Connery one I only watched Started watching at Pierce Brosnan So he's oh, pretty much it for me since rookie. There was a time that we were probably yeah. At that Teenage yeah, years, yeah. kind of, you know, oh, Bond, you know, like for us, but. And he's posh as F, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, Brosnan, yes. But uh, following on from that, Goldeneye on the N64, now that was a <laughs> video game. Yeah. Serious game you dropped there. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was good. Four, you know, four, the screen split into four quadrants and four players, wow. Do you know, that epic. was like the peak sleepover thing, <laughs> you know, like the boys all like around the 64. Snacks, golden. But how about we did LA it? LAIS <laughs> on, on a TV that's as big as a microwave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on this 70 inch TV that we're playing PlayStation on now. Oh, mate, that's oh, too good. That was good, boys. Oh, well, well, well played. So, what's the score out at the moment? I think Dave's on one. I'm on one, Cam's yeah. Cam's on two. 
Yeah. And Nick's on zero. I'll do next week then. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to win one of these days. <laughs> now, now uh, last last minute uh, shout out to Smashing Fibers. Don't forget to use those codes. Obviously, 70% off uh, for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so get in there, get your cart filled and use that at checkout. 70% off. That's a lot. Put a thousand bucks in and you only pay 300 bucks. I would seriously pay 300 bucks for like a season's worth of clothes. Well, we're wearing our new Shit Dad pod yeah. uh, Smashing Fibers uh, gear tonight and it yeah. feels great. It's so comfortable. <laughs> Check out the socials and see the photo. Like the size difference between Nick and the boys. <laughs> First of all, it's just phenomenal as a black belt. We didn't actually cover that. Kid didn't cover what? You're, the black belt You're thing. a black belt in BJJ. I am, yeah. I don't know. Hence why he does not need a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, spot on. <laughs> now, it's been an um, absolute pleasure having you on, Nick. We really appreciate your story and yeah. taking the time out of your day to come and have a chat to us. Um, do you have any last advice you want to give to any dads around? Um, yeah, listen to the Shit Dad podcast. No, look, honestly, guys, I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I really think what you're doing is fantastic, just giving dads a bit of a voice. Um, we're, you know, we're a bit of a forgotten forgotten entity I think in a lot of a lot of contexts and I think what you guys are doing is really great and I've listened to I think a four or five of your podcasts and it's just really great to hear different people's stories and experiences mm-hmm. and I, I really hope that uh, at least tonight maybe someone who's in the same situation mm-hmm. as me can can get something out of it so yeah thanks guys I really appreciated your time it was really really good so really thank you so much it's oh, been awesome you. having you on mate yeah. yeah thank you very much now what are you boys do you have any uh, lasting words a uh, <laughs> bit of golden nuggage I think if my last word to be if people can send us uh, their ideas for Dave, what he's going to do on his holiday to relax. Yeah. As I said, <laughs> keyword relax. Okay. <laughs> Not spending I wanna, money. I don't want to be, no, I don't mind spending money if it's on me. <laughs> There's the selfishness part of this. Okay. Nice. I mean, if I've got any money left after Christmas, that's a problem. Get up a bit of beige like Nick, BJJ. You could be a black belt too. <laughs> Here's that look at the big giant sitting to my left. <laughs> but then, then when Isla finally gets a, a, mate, a man in a life, or mate, I'll, I'll introduce you to a 65 kilo Brazilian who will tear your head. Yeah, off. I, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't doubt it. I reckon your, your seven year old will be able to tear my head off. She'll choke him out. <laughs> but before I say hello, Lee must jiu jitsu represent. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, good. Yeah. Nah. Well, uh, Please leave us a review wherever you listen uh, or on our socials to keep the shit daddery going. So let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we're at shitdadpod on Instagram or email us at shitdadpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Shit Dad Podcast, which there's no I in shit. You know, they don't like swear words and that. Uh, but until next time, keep listening to the pod, working on your dad bod, and playing with your rod. See you next week for the kids. Mm-hmm.